When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hour two of the show on a Friday. This is our pregame segment, Huskers and Colorado. That's what we're diving into for the next 20 minutes or so. I'm Austin Norman. He is Eric Strickland. And Strick, the starter human text line, Augie specifically says, uh, Augie thinks you should be wandering the town in a red sequin suit and a matching top hat. Would you pull that off? Oh, man, listen, only one that could probably pull that off, and that's being honest, is probably Craig Sager. Craig Sager <laughs> in, right. in a red sequence because the only one that could probably – pull that off stricky is uh uh my style is cool but it ain't that cool <laughs> you're, you're you're suave i'm suave, stricky yeah, suave. Low, key, low key suave right <laughs> man Craig- that would be funny boy if y'all come you imagine just imagine what jay foreman jay jay foreman would uh <laughs> man just imagine what jay foreman would do bro <laughs> if he saw me in that sequence walking around town like that he, he would have words and actions for you if he saw I would you never be able to live it down. That's for sure. It would be the clown of the town for the, uh, <laughs> uh, especially in the new move. Us moving to our new location. Shout mm-hmm. out to uh, DP ninety three seven the ticket. The new location is looking beautiful. It's coming alive really soon. We're hoping to have it ready and up and running uh, by at least. I'm I'm hoping by the second home game, uh, or, or even by Michigan. I, I definitely would hope by Michigan. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, it was so beautiful, wasn't it? Man, wasn't it a dope vibe in there? Man, it's it's coming along. It's right there. It's about time. I, I'm ready for it. You're ready for it. I think the whole crew's ready for it. That's a fact. That's a fact, man. These Huskers, man. I'm I'm really hoping that they can uh, put on a good show this this uh, this game. I really am. I'm I'm wishing for the best. And 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 I'm not even approaching this game, Austin, with a a mindset of what if and when is it coming or when are they when is the next situation going to happen that's not going to be for our benefit or to our good i'm I'm hoping actually for um here's what i would say if i was matt rule and the crew man play some of those i i i i I know it was kind of a short week but maybe on their off day you guys you know because look you got in here it was tough let's let's come in here and feed our minds show them what it was like in the rivalry like I would have played, so I I would have put clips together or video and just showed the intensity of this rivalry, so that because kids get lost, kids get lost in because time and 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 you know you 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 know the history of the programs, but you really don't know, and so it'd be good to man just sometimes just remind them what it was like with this rivalry, so that they can kind of approach it with an intensity and a mindset uh, that invokes you know Husker power. 
And Nebraska's coaching staff hasn't been in that, so I think showing them some of those clips, the, the best moments, hearing the voices of guys who played in that rivalry would really go a long way for this team. The, you know, this team, I don't know if the, the team itself needs an emotional spark, but very clearly the program does. The program mm-hmm. needs something to go right, and I don't think it's just turn back to the past all the time for the right answer, no. but you can definitely tap into it, right? You can use it selectively, and this is one of those weeks I think you have to press that button to get that fire going. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you feel exactly what I'm saying. I do. Um, let's go to the text line here. Uh, C. Munden texted this um, about 20 minutes ago, and I think it's a good good spot to to start this conversation here, Strick. Um, he says, every radio TV sports analyst forgot Nebraska played a Minnesota team that ranked number four in total defense last year. Was Nebraska supposed to score 21-plus points against them on the road in their first game? Maybe we're not as bad as everyone thinks. There's a lot to, to digest there. I would say, yes, Nebraska did play a good defense, a solid defense in Minnesota. They have that reputation. That much is true. But no matter how good a defense you're playing, outside of like the 85 Bears coming and playing college football against you, 10 points is a really bad output. Even 21, I think, is leaving a lot on the table, even in a game where you only get nine possessions. Like, let's say Nebraska, you know, cuts out half its turnovers, so an interception and a fumble, whatever, cut, cut two turnovers of the four out. Say you put 10 more points on the board, you win that game. I mean, three more points, you make Minnesota play it a little differently. Score a touchdown instead of throw an interception, you're still winning that game. But even 20 points on nine possessions isn't that good, isn't that great. So I think we knew there were going to be those bumps in the road, but regardless of how good Minnesota's defense was, it shouldn't have been good enough to hold you to only 10 points. Well, and so that's the thing, right? I, I'm not going to overlook the fact that Minnesota's defense last year was like fourth. Mm-hmm. Like they were really good. Mm-hmm. So I'm not upset with that, especially being a first game. You're dealing with that type of a defense the first game. I understand your point. You know what I mean? But one of the things that we've heard out of rule, and he's been pretty candid about it, is that the defense has been playing better than the offense. Right. Or the defense has been winning the offense. And so he's been working uh, with Satterfield and hoping to try to get that ramped up a little bit. So it played out as it's been playing out. And we always talk about this. We talk about, you know, I mean, you hear the stories of Allen Iverson saying practice. You know, <laughs> no, no, you practice how you're going to play and you play how well you perform due to what you do in practice. Mm-hmm. And if you're showing like that, those type of, uh, uh, issues and problems and mistakes in practice, you, you can pretty much maybe assume that you might get, you hope for the best and the be- and the better part of that outcome. But ultimately it played out as it's been talked out, talked about. Let me just say that, not talked out, but talked about. And rule has been talking about that. It did. And it has to be better. It, it just has to be better, especially with the to. week to prepare. And you mentioned strict too. You have a couple extra days to prep. You played on Thursday. You get a couple extra days to sit, to chew on it, to figure out what you want to do. And we, we've mentioned this all week, but it bears repeating. From this vantage point, from this perspective, it seems like Nebraska's best game plan is to run the ball, to limit the number of yeah. possessions. But if you're going to limit the number of possessions, you have to be efficient on them. 
you can't only score on two out of nine drives because then if you slow the game down and Colorado scores on six of nine, but you only score on two of nine, that's a blowout. That's a a big game Colorado's way. So I think Mm -hmm. typically better teams that execute consistently are the ones like Virginia and basketball that everything they do is so crisp but so precise they're they're trusted to be in the right spot at the right time Villanova uh and, and late Jay Wright to use you know basketball examples those are teams You could even can, say Creighton Creighton in a similar way in some ways you know just right. unfortunately came up short just because of I mean, they they were right there like you just said right there right place right time great defense mm-hmm. a lot of good things one mistake but you're right man it it, it makes a difference what scares me, though, is that I don't think we can trust this Nebraska offense to execute that consistently, right? So if you're not going to execute consistently, that would tell me that I want more possessions. I want more chances to put the ball in the end zone, but the better teams also go fast because they know what to do. They don't have to think about it. They have athletes. They have playmakers. And that's where, even if we know what the formula should be, trusting the players on offense to execute that game plan over a certain number of possessions. We haven't seen them execute a game plan that consistently before. And that scares me. It's been a while. It's been a while. I mean, it seems to always be something. And and, and like, you can speak to this part of it. It's been the, uh, the false starts. I mean, mm-hmm. you're on the freaking inch line and you fall start. Like that yeah. stuff just can't happen. No, it just can't happen. It, it can't because that took, Seven points off the board. Maybe Gabe Irvin got in anyways. It shouldn't have mattered, but it shouldn't have mattered that they called him down, right? You're, you're an inch away. Hike the ball, have Jeff Sims reach his arms out real quick, pull it back in. There, your points are on the board. It shouldn't matter. You got to find a way to put points on the board. Offensively, a lot of Gabe Irvin, some Ramir Johnson, timely throws from Jeff Sims, not to not to wide receivers, but I think Nebraska's tight ends have mismatches on Colorado's linebackers. They can post up. They can go, you know, to our yeah. show title. They can go on the block with these linebackers because they're bigger <laughs> and they're stronger. But Marcus Satterfield has to be ready. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. ready to stick with it, right? To be able to give his guys that consistency, to feed them that message of, hey, maybe it didn't work this drive, but here's what we saw from above. Here are the holes, the creases. We just need to, you know, clean up a detail or two here or there. Change your eyes from looking right to looking left. There's there's your opening. Because the pathways are there. Colorado gave up 260 plus rushing yards to TCU. 
Colorado gave up 42 points. This team is rated in the top 25. It's not a juggernaut yet. It just had a better week one than Nebraska. It's not an unbeatable team, but it's a confident team. What do I say? (laughs) You said everything I... Yeah, you said everything that I would want to say. It it really is that. It comes down to that. It comes down to minimal little adjustments that they need to make. And 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 if they can do that, I think the defenses can hold up for a while. Again, they're going to have to just be mindful of not getting caught with a compounding uh, night or a compounding day of big plays. Mm-hmm. They just can't let big plays compound. Like they can't, everything has got to be on point. They've got to be focused throughout this whole game. They can't have any lapses and any mistakes and your cues have got to be all on point and don't get caught on double moves because I'm telling you, they're going to, they're going to try, they're going to try you and Mm -hmm. how you handle those, those situations is going to determine how close this game could be or how uh, Nebraska can either pull it out. They're going to have to take care of the ball. We know that. They're mm-hmm. going to have to have success running the ball. We know that. They're going to have to uh, gang tackle and stretch plays out, not allowing big, like I said, a multitude of big plays. Mm-hmm. And I think they have to have turnovers themselves. They have to create turnovers. They have to be like yep. Iowa. I think – I think the Iowa model on the defensive side of things is really like they've got to look to like just say, hey, we've got to shorten fields. We've got to make plays. We've got to steal. we got to create fumbles. we got to do something mm-hmm. to make sure that we give our offense a, 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 a big chance. If the offense is having to go 80 yards, 75 yards, I think that's where they're going to struggle. I just don't think they have that capacity unless the running game is working to continuously move the ball. We haven't seen it yet, but Strick, this is, I think, a a good opportunity for Nebraska to really lean into being a Big Ten team, right? I know fans, you know, some still aren't happy with the move to the Big Ten, never should have left the Big 12. Colorado's headed back to the Big 12, and let's not forget, Nebraska and Colorado left the Big 12 at the same time. Nebraska hasn't established that Big Ten identity, but you hope over the last, you know, dozen years or so, Nebraska's learned some lessons. And maybe they finally pay off in Boulder. Maybe they finally lean into that Big Ten identity of even if the offensive line isn't the biggest strength, it's better than Colorado's defensive line. It can get to that second level and spring enough holes and openings and creases for running backs over the course of four quarters that it leads to a win at the end. Nebraska hasn't ever leaned into being a Big Ten team. This is a huge opportunity for Nebraska to say, okay, we know what we are. We know what we need to be. Let's just go do it, right? Let's just put our foot down, say enough's enough, and go get it done. We haven't seen it yet, but there's at least an opportunity for it. Well, I I, I think it definitely has to be very run-dominated, and it has to be a shortened chain day, Mm -hmm. if you understand what I mean by that. A shortened chain day means they need to be ahead of the chains, not behind. They need to be third and threes third and fours mm-hmm. if they get into third eight third sevens Travis you gotta test those cornerbacks you gotta test those cornerbacks man I don't like I don't like that that then if you're gonna do that if you're gonna test the uh, the defensive backs or you're gonna take the test the secondary you gotta do it with the with uh Travis Kelsey mindset you gotta do it with the tight ends mm-hmm. and 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 that's the way I would view it I'm I'm, I'm really hoping that Satter, Satterfield, you know, 
makes the adjustments and earns his keep because he's got to do that because this team is going to be very stagnant if he doesn't. I think, I think uh, coach white, Tony white on the other side is doing a tremendous job thus far, but we'll see if that continues. I like the rotations that he's having. Obviously you're not going to have Ty Robinson for a half. So what adjustments is he going to make to try to fill that void because they're going to run the ball too. So you, you definitely want to have all your pieces in, in play and you just don't want to get blown out in this first first half. You don't want to have to put yourself behind to where Jeff Sam's going to have to air it out in order to get you back in the game. Brad on the text line, Sarder Heyman text line 402-464-5685. You're a pessimist, you're a cynic, and I get it, right? That's what that program has showed us, that they're not able to do it, that they're not able to come through, that what happened at Minnesota is the norm. That's just all this program does. On the flip side, C. Munden, who got this conversation started, he's saying 23-21 Nebraska uh, with controlling the time of position, uh, sustainable running play-action-based drives. Let me just say this, Rick. I think this has been really the theme of the week, and it's important to say here as we, we get ready to give our predictions. Nebraska isn't as bad as it showed. Colorado isn't as good as it showed. It's one week. There's no reason to overreact. It's it's hard because, again, we're so emotionally attached to Nebraska in this state. It feels like everything. But when Nebraska's going through, plenty of other programs have gone through to different magnitudes, but similar circumstances. We're not alone. It's happened before. The tide will change. Separate, if you can, the emotion from the facts, what we saw, right? I'm not saying Nebraska's going to win. I'm not saying Colorado's going to win. There are paths, there are opportunities for both teams to win this game. Neither team is perfect. Neither team is, is top 5, 10, 15, 20, maybe 25 for Colorado worthy. These are just two okay football teams with questions. Every college football team has questions to answer. None of them are going to be answered after a week. None of them will be answered after only two weeks, right? It's a 12-week season. Well, 13, I guess, if you consider the bye week as well. There's a long time to go. But the sense of urgency is important. So Nebraska has to get things turned around. Colorado has to keep building on its momentum to get up from its doldrums under Dion. All that being said, what's your prediction for Nebraska and Colorado tomorrow morning? Um, well, well, there's two things. I, I think ultimately you've said, you've stated this very well. I also say that this is a mental test game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got altitude. Some of those players have never been up here and dealt with that altitude that they're going to face. You've also got on both sides mental challenges. Mental challenges for Nebraska is are we going to do this again? Are we going to be in a game and cause ourselves to fall? They've got to overcome that mental challenge, right? Then on the other side, the coaches of Colorado have to make sure that their team handles the mental challenge of starting to sniff and smell yourself too early. As you just said, one game, this is it. So they have to try to mitigate that and keep them on an even kill of getting the job. So we're going to see tomorrow, which, which one of those facets are going to handle the mental aspect of this game better. Um, Who's going to uh, make adjustments and who's going to, handle any adversity that may come up in the mental side of things. So my prediction, I'm going to stick with what I said. I said on WTF uh, with cluster, I said, uh, I believe that, uh, that Nebraska is going to win this game. I think it's going to be a close game. I think they cover. 
and I'm going to say they win by three. I think it's I, I'm hoping it's a low scoring game because if it's a shootout, we don't win. So in a in a game, I'm going to say 21, 17. I think that's about the neighborhood Nebraska's shooting for. I think optimistically, something like 27, 24 would be a big step in the right direction. 21 doesn't feel like enough to get it done unless the defense really steps up, creates those turnovers. I'll say 24-20, Nebraska. I'll kind of split the difference between the, the high and the low ends of what I think will get it done. And the reasons for that, as we have a text come in, why don't I think Nebraska is as bad as it showed? Because it ran the ball really well on a solid run defense because they didn't stick with it. And I think they identify that because they have another week to work with Jeff Sims, who I think they'll ask less of. Because I trust Tony White, the defensive coordinator, and his schemes. That's why I don't think Nebraska is as bad as it showed. Maybe it's wishful thinking. Maybe it's too optimistic. I guess we'll see tomorrow. But We're going to see. Yeah. We... <laughs> Early game, too. We're going to see. <laughs> and we will know. We will know right mm-hmm. after lunchtime uh, just what Nebraska and Colorado are after week two. He's Strick in Boulder. I'm Austin in Lincoln. We'll head out to the East Coast, talk some ACC football with our guy out there uh, in the Virginia Tech realm of things. Andrew Alex, 24-7 Sports, joins us after this.